You're listening to Latchkey Kids on the Channel 3900 Podcast Network. Here's your hosts Amy Poppinger and Sam Mulberry. Welcome to the Latchkey Kids. I am Sam Mulberry, joined as always by Amy Poppinga. Amy, we are here to talk about a very specific yes. season. Tis and, the season. Yeah, and it is not, we're not here to talk about Christmas. This nope. is not, if you're here expecting a Christmas, Christmas episode, yeah. walk away. Walk away. That's no, turn it off is. right now. What we're here to talk Push about. stop. Yes. On the cassette player. Yes, because you've already started the episode, so we get this as a download, like even if you don't finish yeah. it, so you can feel <laughs> free to walk away. We've gotten what we wanted from you. No, um, we're here to talk specifically about the buildup to Christmas. Yes. Um, and and kind of what that looked like in our childhoods, um, what the anticipation, the anticipation was like. Yeah. Which is which I think is better than the than the payoff often. Oh, one hundred percent. Like I don't, I remember like having you know when my when my kids were little, thinking to myself, how do I, when will they learn that actually Christmas itself, right, is a little disappointing. It is, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's a lesson they need to learn for themselves. It is, it is a lesson that they need to learn for themselves, and we will explore that lesson. But that's another episode. That's right. That's not this that's episode. Right. So uh, maybe let's start with this. When you think about uh, your childhood. When did Christmas season begin? Because because um, we are living in a world yeah. where people lament how early it yeah. starts, right? So, like, when you're thinking about as a kid, what was the indicator that we had reached Christmas season? I think definitely just actually December 1st because um, I don't know when this tradition started in my family, but we made an advent chain, like a paper, okay. you know, a paper advent chain. So I have very early memories of like my mom cutting strips of um, of construction paper. And then you, we'd use a glue stick to like, you know, she would like print out verses for advent. And then, um, but you had 20, I mean, so you had to start right away on December 1st. and then So to, was it a daily thing? Yeah, it was okay. daily. So okay. there was one, yes. Yeah, so it was a daily paper chain. And um, and I just remember how on December 1st, that chain was so long. Like, you know, it just kind of wrapped all, we put it over um, a window and it kind of like hung down on each side of the window. And then also on December 1st, my grandmother would always um, get... From our from we've talked in the in this podcast before about like the drugstore, like the true drugstore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um not what drugstore means in New Mexico today. Um, but we had those chocolate advent calendars. Oh, sure. And those have a very specific taste. Like I I don't know what's it. I'm sure it's just some chemical that makes that chocolate self shelf stable for years and years, but it has a very particular taste. And I still like I could I could I bet if you lined up a whole bunch of chocolates and blindfolded me, I would be able to pick out the advent calendar chocolate. But um, that was like, again, that started on December 1st. So we definitely didn't have pre Thanksgiving Christmas stuff at all. It was like December 1st is the beginning of this magical, magical ride. And you. So for me, it's two. One is high and one is low. Um, The high is is. 
at church, because I grew up Catholic, yes. the Advent wreath was something that was definitely part of, it was okay. prominent in the church service. And because I went to a Catholic school, it was prominent at school. So that was always my indicator that like we are now full on in Christmas season because the Advent wreath is out. We've lit the first candle. Okay. It, I love that the in the liturgy of this very old church, they have a countdown to Christmas, like like as if it were you know counting down to a big sale. Like it's no, exactly. I, I, I love that it's there, and it's and, and the Advent wreath is a pretty old tradition, I think. Yes, so. and of course because I grew up. In um, the Southern Baptist tradition, we didn't pay any attention to what you that's right you Catholics had been doing. <laughs> so, so my favorite my favorite part of that tradition is, and and I assume this shows you how little I learned is that I think for each each candle there is a specific person who's supposed to light it. So, for example, the only one I know is the first candle was supposed to be lit and, lit by the youngest person in the household. So, hmm. like, when we would do this at school, they would actually find out who is, who is the, the student who is the absolutely youngest hmm. person at school, and they would get to light the candle of the Advent wreath. Um, like, again, I'm sure there are – I'm sure there's one for the oldest. I'm sure like, – yeah. I don't know. But, like, that – I always remember it was always interesting to be like, okay, who's going to be – who is the youngest person oh, here who gets like to light that? that. Yeah. So they would get up in front of the whole school because we would have like a prayer service at the okay. beginning on, on like a Monday and they would light the wreath. So so there, so that's like the high version. The the sort of low version, honestly, is probably when Christmas commercials started. Okay. You know, which is probably right around December 1st. Because yes. in the 80s, the end of Thanksgiving didn't necessarily necessitate Mm-mm. Christmas beginning. No, no. I really do think it was December 1st is when. I think also when I was growing up, um, I assume there were artificial trees, but we always we always purchased a live tree, and you could only kind of get a live tree so early. Right? Um, they weren't there weren't you know trees there weren't like tree stands. Um, I think any earlier really than that first week of December, and it's New Mexico and it's dry there, and you got to keep it. I mean, like you got to keep that tree alive, yeah. and so you want it to last. Yeah, it's so, like it's like bringing a new baby into the house. It you is. You just need to feed it. You That's... just got to feed it. No, you do, and it takes on a certain amount of water in the first week, and then it kind of like gets satiated. For me. Yes, but I mean, I just, um, gosh, I I just loved, um, and part of it is because I have a December birthday, and it's December seventh, so it's like early early in the um in the you know christmas season but it is just i as a kid i have such strong memories of how i just enjoyed every day because every day you know even if it was like it's tuesday december 2nd it was just sort of there's just i just there's something magical from december 1st right up until december 24th well i can let you know that there were artificial trees cuz that's what we had oh did you yeah. okay and so so we for many years uh well for a while we we lived in an apartment for maybe a year or two as we were moving from rochester to fairboat it okay. was kind of a uh a transition period yeah because i think my dad moved first cuz he got a job and then my mom and us i was really young so i don't remember this but like so but we had a little artificial tree and so i don't okay. know about 3 feet tall maybe and for years, that was our tree. Okay. Like for even when we moved into our house, that was our tree for many years because we never celebrated Christmas at home. So oh, the thought was always yes. like, well, we don't really need to like blow this out too too big. Yeah. Um, but then somewhere around probably junior high, I think 
somebody was getting rid of an art like a, a full size artificial okay. tree and we got that. And I remember that being pretty special because like we now had a big tree in our house. And that was Aww. about the time we started celebrating Christmas at home as well. So those things kind of came together. Yeah. The year that my parents, the first year that my parents were, I don't know if they were divorced, but they were separated. But like my mom's first like Christmas season as a single mom, um, she was like, we're going to get a flocked tree. You know what a flock tree I is? I don't. What? What's, I don't know so that. I, a, I probably know what it is. A, I don't know that. that it's word a live though. tree that they spray all of that white artificial oh my again. Goodness. I'm pretty sure cancer causing agent. It's definitely toxic. So that it looks like it's covered in snow. And you know, in New Mexico, we don't have like. I mean, I'm looking out your window right now, and it looks very holiday out there because we have snow, and we're going to get more tomorrow. But you know, in New Mexico, you can only dream of such things. So I think is sort of like the. I mean, this to me feels like very 1980. He's like movie kind of. Like, Absolutely. That's what the mom and E.T. would do. It's what Elliot's mom would do. So, um, you know, she got this flocked tree that was just an utter disaster. I mean, like we still joke about it. Like last when we got our tree two weekends ago, there there were flocked trees at the um, place we go. And my kids were like, what is that? And I was like, don't even look at it. You will never have one. <laughs> you should never have one because they are they make such a huge mess. Again, I'm pretty sure like they they cause all kinds of diseases that I mean it's not as bad as working in a coal mine, but it's like pretty bad. It's in the ballpark. It's in the ballpark. And like we had a cat. And and cats crawl in trees. Like that's one of the problems with having a live tree when you have a cat is that like cats are notorious for like getting in the oh yeah, like that. getting in the tree. So the cat the cat would be in this tree all the time and then the cats covered with the white stuff we had a flocked cat and the cats running all over the house and there's little there's little like flocked prints everywhere but i just i always think of that tree as because as as a parent now and i'm fortunate that i am i'm not a single parent but i just sort of think of how like that was very symbolic of single moms just trying really hard to hold this hold this show together that's what I think of when I see flocked trees. But I I enjoyed the gesture behind it. Yeah. Do you remember, like, how did you, um, you know, did you, well, first of all, before we get into, because my question was going to be, you know, did you make Christmas lists? Like, did you make gift lists? I assume you did. I, I certainly did. Um, were you a family that, did you grow up believing in Santa? And I really hope I'm not ruining something for you right now. <laughs> uh, this is a great question. Um, I think... To my memory, yes. And what I mean by that is, like, there we definitely, like, did the Santa thing. Um, and I remember we would um, be getting ready to go to church. And my mom usually didn't go, I mean, like, on normal weeks wouldn't go to church with us. But she'd go to church with us on Christmas. Um, and uh, there would be this moment where it's like we would all be in the car and she would have to run in to get something. Now this okay. happened every year. Okay, it would yeah, take yeah. her a while, right? No. So like so that and and then we would usually go out of town right after church, but then we would come home and like these gifts that hadn't been there were now there. So um so yes, I you know, I I don't have like a a memory of like Oh, this is when I figured it out. Okay, or like it just sort yeah. of like worked itself. Agreed. Out. Yeah. yeah, same thing in my um, in my experience. I don't remember a moment of figuring out that Santa wasn't real, but it just kind of happened over time. And yeah, you kind of put two and two together. But 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 believing in Santa 
was very like I'm glad that my like it was so fun like that was just so magical and all of like our family's little traditions around that and on Christmas Eve and we don't want again we're not going to get into literal well, I'll save that story yeah. actually but like but believing in Santa so we made lists we certainly you know were were told you know like are you being good like it was a mode you know it was sure. like the santa thing was a motivator you didn't need an elf on a shelf for no that, we did no. not need an elf on the shelf at all that's funny that you say that because my kids were last night talking about christmas memories and years ago we we tried the elf on the shelf thing my kids were scared to death of it like scared yeah. to death like it was actually very motivating for their behavior because cole would come downstairs and say is it still here <laughs> like, like did it go away or he'd say it's looking at me and then like when they got the next year they weren't as frightened of it but then i'd forget to move it and like this is just such a 21st century kid story generation um why i guess you know z generation z story for my kids i mean i totally remember being cool like did you send them an email like he didn't move (laughs) and i'm like oh you're right i'll i'll send another email i do not know what is wrong so I kind of like that. But um, no, we did not need Elf on the Shelf. I actually do think Elf on the Shelf is really creepy, and I don't like that tradition. Um, but we, um, we it, it was just something my, I just remember that, you know, my parents, my grandparents, they would talk about it, you know, just like, well, Santa's watching you and whatever. And when we would make lists for Christmas gifts, you know, I do remember kind of weighing, like, how good have I been? Like, what can I actually right. conceive? What, like, what's realistic here? to ask for so so tell me tell me your okay and you're getting into this tell me your process for christmas list so early on the process definitely would have been you got you got a sears catalog so you got a big fat sears catalog um and what would you pay right now i know to get uh the 1986 sears catalog um that's a great question a lot, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah. It would be um, so oh, much be so fun, fun um, to go through the Sears catalog because, like, you, I didn't just like the parts that pertain to me. Like, I mean, I kind of, I mean, this is early on academic nerdy, right? I mean, like, I read that baby cover to cover. Oh, yeah. I looked at the, you know, there was every, like, I looked at all the pages with the lawnmowers. Yeah, you got to brush <laughs> up on new vacuum cleaner technology. Exactly. <laughs> what improvements have they made? Right. No, I mean, that is so funny. What's new? in men's ties this year um and so what we would do is when we were really little um we would be given a marker and we would go through the sears catalog and like my marker would be purple and you know like each of my siblings would have a different color marker and then you'd go through the catalog and circle the things that you wanted and that was kind of like our our early christmas Uh list and that was really my only you know, it was like if it didn't come from this year's catalog, I don't know how much I thought about it in the early years because it wasn't like I don't think I was being too swayed by um, television yet, like commercials yet. Although I don't know if it's like my eyes just lit up. I mean, I remember when I was old enough to be like, I'm ready for an easy bake oven. I think I've proved myself. <laughs> I think this is the year. <laughs> This is the year to get an easy bake oven. And we'll probably have to wait until the Christmas episode to find out if you got it. You will. You will. But I, um, yeah, so for me, Sears Catalog and you. Now, one thing we need to say about the Sears Catalog, at least in my house, and I presume it's in yours, the Sears Catalog is where you went to look for things. Nothing was ever ordered from Sears. No, no. It was just like, this is what Sears has. This is like what's out there, right? So, yes. like so. It was the internet. Like It it was was, like, browse the internet. It's called the Sears catalog. Are we the first people 
to have made that connection, I don't know, listeners, you tell us if you've read that somewhere else. But like, I think that's an argument that we are going to make right here is that the Sears catalog was the internet of the 1980s because yes you didn't you didn't necessarily go buy like the the Barbie pink Corvette from Sears but it was letting my mom know it existed like yep. it's out there yeah be on the lookout because that's it. what was interesting about it is you weren't going through looking for stuff that you knew about you were going oh, through like to learn the, what existed what exists and what's did you out there and I remember going through and thinking man some kid has this yes like stuff that I would never ask for or oh, necessarily like a, like want, some, but. something that was um I mean don't you remember how it was like there was always the sort of I mean you you weren't a toddler anymore now this was this was like still elementary school like you know you could have um like the like the first version of like battery powered I vehicles. can't believe we thought of the same thing the yeah like the mm-hmm. power wheels like, like it's a like, power wheels jeep or something or kid from night rider right exactly exactly <laughs> kid from night rider is so and um I've told you how I always wanted a, a, a cozy coupe didn't we talk about that I can't remember but like that was when I was growing up this just came up with my family last night because I never got one. And my mom's like, yes, you did. I just didn't know that you wanted it that bad. I was like, you knew. You knew. <laughs> like, like, there's no way that I didn't express how much I wanted a cozy coop because I don't think I'd remember as an adult just how much I wanted one. But I remember that it was sort of like I couldn't let go of the cozy coop, but I was too old for a cozy coop. But like the Barbie battery powered vehicle, which was the girl version of uh-huh. the Knight Rider vehicle, was kind of like a step. You know, it was like. Oh, they still make those for me, even though right. now I'm nine. <laughs> right, right. Oh, but you never. I mean, I wouldn't even have. I mean, I would have dreamed. Yeah, but yeah, but you, like there, was, there was crazy. there was like stuff that you weren't going to ask for. The other thing I remember is so like as you would go through the catalog, once you got past the toys, there was another section that was still interesting to look at. But I wondered why it was there, which was like costumes. Yes, yes. Well, I suppose you could, you, you know. I guess you just need... You play dress-up or something? Yes, there yeah. was, like, there were, like, dress-up kit-type things, I guess. That's yeah. just where you, once a year, you kind of stock up yeah. on yeah. costumes. But I love that whatever. part. I oh, love yeah, going through sure. and thinking, huh, I wonder who this is their right. thing. Yeah. Oh, is it, it's Peter Pan, but you also can use it as Robin Hood. That's right. <laughs> it's got multiple uses. You just switch the feather from one side to the other. So did That's you... It. Did you have any strategy? Because I'll give you an example. So, like, uh, I lived in uh, because I mean, obviously, I didn't know that cats climbed Christmas trees. Yeah. I lived in a pet-free home. That's a really great kids' book. I think I'm gonna write. <laughs> That's I right. No cats climbed Christmas trees. <laughs> um, I lived in a pet-free home. Okay. Uh, my, there, there was a lot of. I don't have them, but there was a lot of allergies. Yes. And, and, okay. and I think just general disdain for animals. Oh, okay. Um, which yeah. is fine. Like I. I know. Uh, the thing I wanted most in life was a dog. Oh, um, you're and, one I, of those. and I just couldn't have one. No, right? no, sure. And now I'm 45 and I don't want a dog anymore. Okay, I could have one. Yeah, and I don't want one now. Um, but as a kid, I really wanted a dog, and so like my strategy was always, and I, I distinctly remember because I remember like my bad script handwriting where I would write with a pencil and press too hard. I remember writing my Christmas list, and like what I wanted was a dog, but I wasn't going to dog number one. I would shoot. I would swing for the fences and be like, "I'd like a monkey or a seal or a dog." And it's like, <laughs> nice strategy. Yeah, it's like, okay, right, like I know you're not going to get yeah, me yeah. a monkey or a seal, but like, dog, you could dog, get. you could get. <laughs> I know people who have them. Oh, that is so funny! Wow. Well, we we had pets. We were obviously, as I have mentioned, a 
a home with pets. So I don't I don't have I mean, like, I don't think, and I also grew up riding horses, so I didn't put pony on the list because yeah. I spent plenty of time around Oh, I definitely had that on ponies. a list as well. Oh, yeah. did you? Yeah. Do you think kids still want ponies? Sure. Do they? I don't know. I feel like kids these days are just, are they, they realize pony? they're, I think we're post-pony because I think kids these days would be like, look, I got travel sports. I ain't got no time <laughs> That's true. to take care of a pony. <laughs> just guessing man wow. that has really oh yeah that's really i thought changed. that was gonna last forever so do, do you remember do you remember though like commercials like do you remember like when we talked about this a little bit way back and i think it was episode two but i always remember that it was like there's a new huffy commercial and it was like here's yep. the new huffy bike oh yeah you know yeah. um the b or the bmx bike or whatever i mean i do remember that there were always new barbies can't i was a barbie person so i'm just gonna own that mm-hmm. whatever how that's influenced me the money I've spent on staying blonde, whatever. But like, um, there were always new Barbies that came out at Christmas. I mean, I very specifically remember the commercial for Hungry Hungry Hippos. Oh yeah. Um, and so I just remember the excitement of of that, and especially because sometimes there were commercials that when it came on, I mean, like I would yell to my brother or him to me, "Come get the commercials!" You know, like get out of here, get out of here, because you know, just the un- like you just ha- it's just like when we had to listen to the radio and you had to hope the song you wanted exactly. came on. You couldn't just make it happen. You had to earn. You know, you had to earn it by putting in your time and waiting. So, was there any? Do you remember any? Yeah, I mean, I think I, the the big one for me, and this was eighty five, eighty six, eighty seven, somewhere in there, was when uh, when Nintendo came out. Like that was a oh, watershed moment sure. for me yeah. because um, I was like, I liked video games, I yeah. liked going to arcades, but like that always seemed expensive and, and like a, it, it felt like gambling it's like okay i'm gonna put a quarter in here but like how long is this gonna, gonna last happen. and did you have like we didn't have this to me was something that like wealthy people had which we were not we didn't have like an atari no i had a friend who had an atari we actually had um oh it wasn't well did you go, did you, go ahead okay we had it we had a gaming system Oh, what it's called the Intellivision. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Did you have an Intellivision? No, no, but I'm aware. Do you I'm remember very the Intellivision? Yeah. Okay. So what we had, and this, man, I am going to place this in like 83 or 84. Like my parents were early adopters to this. We had, and you probably maybe had one of these in your classroom. We had a Texas Instruments computer. Oh, Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, like, so I, I mean, uh, people who know me know that I came to Bethel as a computer science major. When I was probably six, seven, eight, I was programming on a this TI computer that we had because I learned, wow. I learned they came with a book that yeah. taught you how to do basic programming. And like, so we would write programs. Now, we had nothing you could save programs on. So we would turn the computer on. We would spend the whole day writing a program that did a oh game. We would play it knowing once you shut it off, it was that gone. That was it. It was gone. Um, so like, so we had that. And that had some games on it, some cartridges as well. So like, we had that. But Nintendo was like three steps past that. Um, That's really impressive. I, I do remember that. I also remember, do you remember? Because I remember getting, like, like asking for one of these. Do you remember like the, the C and say... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then what was the other thing that you, like, it had big buttons. There was a whole bunch of these sort of kinds of things, but it's like there was the C and say, or like the C and spell. Yeah. And then I'm trying to think of what the What's other. funny, these are educational games is what yeah, you're saying. Were, yeah, but they were, right, right. Yeah, but, but you wanted, you wanted no. one, you know, or I remember, remember, um, was it Simon? What I was, was just going to say Simon. Yeah, yeah Simon. Yeah. 
Um, that was kind of like I rem- I remember. So that, that was like a, that was like a for people who don't remember Simon. Uh, it was this, it was like a disc kind of yeah. thing, a uh, round thing, and it had colorful buttons, and it would light up and play sounds. And the game was about could you remember the patterns and then repeat and the then patterns. repeat them, um, and it would get faster and faster. Sometimes too. my brother and I would ask for mutual gifts. You know, like we'd be like, "This is a particularly maybe what we viewed as expensive thing." And I remember that Simon was like when we decided we'd kind of negotiate, like, okay. Because oh, if it was on both lists, right, you had a better right. shot there. So we would say, okay, we both want this. Or sometimes he'd try to convince me, like, we want this game too. And I was like, I don't want that game. I'm not going to, you know, give up one of my wishes right. <laughs> for for that. But, um, but remember, because, like, Texas Instruments made those other, like, again, like, I'm trying to think of, I'll have to figure it out before our next episode, but, like, the thing that I mean it was sort of like if you think of a if you think these days of like an iPad but it was like you just could push all these buttons yeah, and I'm trying yeah. to remember what that what that was um, I remember desperately one year wanting um, and this was in the Sears catalog a cash register oh sure like I just loved I loved make believe play mm-hmm. so desperately wanted the cash register that just and like the first time the cash register had like some digital yeah. components yeah. to it and just like oh I remember going to a friend's house and he had younger siblings as well and they had uh this is probably 83 84 they had a cash register and a typewriter like wow like the like kinds you could play yeah, yeah. with and I remember going there and playing store and newspaper and we only this only happened one day in okay, my but life you remember and it. it is like a seminal moment Isn't in that my funny? life funny I remember asking for a grocery cart like a kid's grocery cart and how I was so excited about that grocery cart and how I made these arguments. Like all these, I tried to make a lot of pragmatic arguments. I was like, it's not just for playing shopping, mom. Like I can, I can push stuff in this. I can clean up my room. And if I've got a bunch of stuff in the living room, I need to take back to my room. I can put it in the grocery cart. I like, like it. I tried yeah. to, you know, make it seem like it was going to make some If I'm going to do yard work, right, like exactly. it doubles like, as a wheelbarrow. It was going to help in our family. Like it was going to help me be a more productive family member to get the fake do, grocery Do you remember, cart. and maybe you've already mentioned this, do you remember like the most anticipated mm. thing you wanted? I have something in mind. Um, Yes, actually. Um, I, I also was a stuffed animal person. Like I kind of was into every, like, um, loved Barbies, loved stuffed animals. I desperately wanted cheer bear from the Care Bears. Um, I don't remember when Care Bears came on the scene, but I was into all of that. Like Care Bears, my little, like big into my little pony, um, sweet little pony. Um, and, but I remember that I, I didn't like Cabbage Patch Kids. Thought those were dumb and kind of scary. So I was I was opposed to um, morally opposed to Cabbage Patch Kids. But I remember that I had to make a decision because there's lots of Care Bears, and you have to kind of let it choose you. And um, much like a wand in Harry exactly. Potter. Exactly. And I felt chosen by Cheer Bear. I was like, that's my Care Bear. Um, it's going to be Cheer Bear. And um, I remember both anticipation and because of my personality anxiety around but does my mom has my mom realized like you, you gotta get it like it might not be there like you can't you can't wait cheer bear might be gone right, right. you know so that was definitely that's my strongest memory of it, anticipation it's, it's funny you mention anxiety because for my for me it's a video game oh. um 
I loved in I loved in the arcade uh, the it was a boxing video game called Punch Out. It was my yeah, yeah. absolute favorite Punch game. Out. My uncle owned a resort and they had a little arcade there. And one summer they had Punch Out there. And I remember play. I had blisters on my fingers. I would play so much. So much Punch Out. Loved it. And then Mike Tyson's Punch Out came out for the NES. And I remember, um, man, this is an old memory. Going to like. Walmart. We had to drive to a different town okay. to go to Walmart. Going to Walmart, and they had like a Nintendo set up, and like they had certain games you could play on it, and like kids would just crowd well, around. Right. So you yeah. never got a chance to play. No. But you'd watch, and every yeah, once yeah. in a while you get a chance. And I dreamed of playing Mike Tyson's Punch Out to the point where I would have dreams, like literal sleeping yes. dreams, where I was at Walmart. And I finally waited long enough, and I got to the controller, and I got to pick, and I picked it. And you know how video games have, like, like, like the opening menus? Yeah. And, and, like, the menus would just keep going on, and I could never get to the Aww. game? This was a reoccurring dream. dream of mine. Uh, it's the most anticipated thing I've ever wanted was that. It, Isn't that fun? How old do you think you were? I mean, it's got to be 80, 87, 88, so like 10 or 11. Because what I don't remember is I have no memories of, like, Walmart. I remember the first time I went into a Target. It was in Reno, Nevada. Um, and I was probably in, like, fifth grade, maybe. Uh-huh. And it was like, what is this Target place? Um, and especially not having grown up in Minnesota. But I don't have, like... Well, Walmart was pretty new okay. then. Like, Owatonna. So that was okay. the town south of us. They had one you could go there. There was to, We had to go to the Twin Cities to go to a Target. Okay. So, like, that was not a common we, thing. We went to the mall. I mean, Yeah, so like where did you Christmas shop? The, yeah, the mall. Let's hold totally. on. Talk me through this. At like, Coronado Center. Um, and there were two malls in um, Albuquerque, Coronado Center, named after the Spanish explorer Coronado. <laughs> so, um, and then uh, Windrock, which I have no idea what Windrock was named after, but it was sort of like Coronado was kind of a cooler mall. Windrock was more for like older people who are getting some steps in in uh-huh. the morning. Um, and but Windrock was carpeted, um, and Coronado was you know linoleum or whatever uh-huh. the case um, the case may be. Coronado had um, anchor stores. It had the Sears um, in it as well. But, I mean, I just remember when, um, like, trying to become old enough to go to the mall with my siblings by ourselves. And it was funny because all of my siblings were so eager for that. And I had no desire to walk around the mall without my parents. It made me way too way too nervous or scared. But that's where we went. I mean, like, we would choose. It would be like, we are going Christmas shopping. We're going Christmas shopping on, you know, again, like, Thursday night the 13th. You need to figure out, you know, it was like, here's what we're getting for people. This is what we're looking for. And so I have, like, strong memories of the Radio Shack um, mm-hmm. inside um, Coronado Mall. And, like, if we, um, if times were good, we could get an Auntie Anne's pretzel. We'd have to split it. But it's like, I still love, like, an Auntie Anne's pretzel. Um but, like, I loved the mall being decorated for, like, going to the mall felt like, oh, it's Christmas. Absolutely. Because it was this place that you went normally, and then it's all shined up for the holiday season and right. felt kind and, of magical. And they, they're piping in Christmas they're music. Piping in Christmas Santa music. might be there. In New Mexico, there's a fake skating rink. And what I mean by that is not, like, a fake skating rink. Like, we put a skating rink inside that you can actually skate on. It just looks like a skating rink, but you can't. It's not. It's oh, not weird. real. Yeah, I know. So I think the Pink Panther was always out there skating on it, which so, in and of itself is very 1980s. Right. The Pink Panther. So, so for us, I mean, we had the Fairville West Mall, which I remember doing a little bit of Christmas shopping at. But the problem with that is that was on the. 
West, from its name. West, it was on the west, west side of town, and I lived on the, the far east side okay. of town. Like, two blocks east of us was the country. Like, okay, like we lived okay. right on the edge of town. So, like, that was hard to get to. You couldn't – it would. T- it was quite a hike if okay. you were going to walk to the Faribault West Mall. Okay. I didn't, don't think I did that as a little kid. But we could we could go downtown Faribault, and that had – and this goes back to what you're talking about, drugstores – we had like a Woolworth. Oh, sure. Um, a Ben Franklin's maybe? Uh, we didn't have a Ben okay. Franklin, but we had a store called Jupiter, which was functionally oh, a Ben Franklin. Okay. I think, I've never heard of that. Um, I don't even know Is if that, that a was local? a chain. It, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, and and like we had an actual like old, Fair was a pretty old town in Minnesota, so we have like a kind of cool downtown. And we had a number of drugstores that you could go to, and they, like the Ben Franklin, had like other things yes. there. So I remember shopping for my brother. Like you could get like maybe a, there were a few like little Lego sets or you like could get puzzle, there. a good puzzle. puzzle, a model like yes, for mo- cars yep. or things mm-hmm. like that. I did those when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Not because I liked them because like you'd get them as a gift. So That's I was like, I did. guess I'm putting a model right. and together. You, you knew you weren't allowed to say you were bored the yeah. day after Christmas because you yeah. knew what was coming. Go do yeah. your model. <laughs> so, so, you know, you could get that kind of stuff. Like I remember, a science experiment kit. Yep. You know? Yep. Yeah, I remember getting gifts from my parents, and it's very funny mm. to think about. Like, um, you know, it's not like they said, "Oh, here's what I would like." Like, we would just go through and be like, uh, "Here's a set of four glasses. We could get them yes. that." Like, that seems like a kind of thing an adult. Like, like we were an adult one. We were doing a lot of that while shopping. Like, trying to imagine, like, oh, I could see. So then, like, we you know, we weren't that old. Like, we would buy these things. Then you would take them home and wrap them and be like, I'm really excited for you to open up this box of four tumblers. Well, like, exactly. You know, or I like, remember in school making um, like a clay nativity set one year that, you know, I was so excited to give my mom. I also remember, oh, this makes me wonder, like, what would happen today if a kid in art class in third grade was like, well, like half the kids in my class and myself included were making ashtrays. Yeah. Back to the ashtrays of Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, well, of course. I mean, I can give it to my grandma. I can give it to my um, my aunt and uncle on the other side. It'll get used. It'll get used. Like, do you think that? Probably not. Like, I don't don't think think a kid would be allowed to probably say. I think kids probably don't know what ashtrays are. Probably don't. Which is which Which is is for the better. That's good. That's good. (laughs) Yes. No. Indeed. Yeah. So, like, giving the gift to the parent and being excited about something that I'm sure. Do your kids buy you gifts for Christmas? Yeah, they do. Okay. And are they, are they like picking them out and Uh, no, I mean, I give them guidance and I I actually think that gift giving is really important. I don't think the gift itself is important. I mean, I mean, this sounds cliche, but I really do think this, like I don't, especially I, I just, I have sons. And so in my testosterone fueled home, I actually think it's important for them to learn to like stop and think of someone else. You need to, you know, think about what would they, you know, like if yep. you know what they'd like, great, but like, but it's a, it's about, it's about learning to say, I'm going to take a moment and make something special for, yeah. for somebody else. So I'm pretty big into gift giving and I, it actually does stem from childhood because even though there was a lot of, you know, social disruption with, with parents getting divorced and all of this, Christmas was a very big deal in our family. Like it still is. And so, um, and gift giving was a part of that. And so I think there is a point where it probably was like became excessive. However, it was sort of like creating security in the midst of like greater insecurity. Sure. So um, I'm big into gift giving. So I, my children are trained that like you will, and they, they have skin. I mean, like they pay for, they budget for Christmas and kind of save funds for Christmas because it's it's part of who I'm trying to make them in life. All right. I'm embarrassed to tell you how this works in All my right, house. Okay. So like I also love gift giving. So what I will do is 
Um, I will shop for everyone in the family. And then I will get my kids and I'll like kind of lay out like here's like I'll take it like you'll like and take say, them to the closet here's and sell the them stuff, stuff I bought the- <laughs> for banks what would you like to give him <laughs> like, yes. and like they can pick that it's like, okay that one can be from you so um I think it's because I I feel like every a lot of people in my family and maybe it's just me like I'm busy so like I yeah. don't have time to oversee you getting somebody something right right so here's what I'm gonna no. do no so I, no. I I create a middleman situation. Oh no! I mean I I, I I do that sometimes as well. Like I'll say here I'm just gonna go get this, but it's for you know you're gonna pay for yeah. pay for part of it or whatever. But I will but, ask them like what would you what do you yeah, have an idea? Do you have an idea? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 usually they do. This Christmas has been a little tougher with that. Well, but. and it's sweet how um, I do think that siblings and this again for me harkens back to the 80s. Um, there is something sweet about. Christmas gift giving in that I think if given a choice siblings want to give their sibling a gift they'll be excited about yes. do you know yes. what I mean like Absolutely. I kind of love that that it's sort of like they want to to they want to choose or have it be the thing that they know that their sibling will really well especially want. because when once you reach the age which I am assume both of us have I kind know. of reached age where it's like I don't really want something no now. Mm-hmm. it's like but I do love watching somebody open yes. something where it's like and not just like any gift, but like there's a lot of gifts where, because I know the awkwardness of opening gifts, but yes. it's like when I, like I have a couple things I bought this year that are like, this is going to blow their mind because they don't even know this thing exists, but it's going to be great. Like, I cannot wait for them Aww, to open yeah. that. The other things are fine. It's like, right. but it's like, but like, here's the one that's like, I can't wait for you to see this. So, yes. So uh, we're, we're running we're short time. on time, mm-hmm. but there's one more question that I need to ask you because this is another lead up to Christmas thing, which is... Were you that? It's a two-part question. Were you okay. the type of kid who ever like hunted around the house for Christmas presents, and did you ever find them? Yeah, this is I, confession I time. I don't like this about myself. Um, I again, I think part of it's being anxiety-ridden. I'm going to blame it on that. I hate surprises. I I don't like surprises. Now, most of the reason I don't like surprises, I think, is because. I over-worry that my response to the surprise will not sufficiently make the other person happy, mm-hmm. which is why I don't like opening gifts because it's like, what if I don't make the right face? What if I don't, you know, like, like um, I mean, I remember that anxiety growing up. And um, so I don't like surprises. I never have. And that also trickled over into, um, I'm also extremely curious. So you combine a dislike of surprises with immense curiosity and that I am somebody who hunted for gifts. And I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't go so far as to like tear the wrapping off of right. something. But I definitely, like if my mom was out of the house and if I was alone, I would totally go snoop around and see what I could see what I could find. Yeah, I did I, I did I did, about I that, did but some I did. of that. Okay. But it was all it was always like I didn't like you when you did you just like I just want to see enough to see yeah. like an indication so I can try to solve a mystery. I want a clue. Right, right, know? right. And the clue is seeing like part of an edge of the box yes. to be like, "Oh, okay, this is clueless." There was a, a very early time I remember we were playing hide and seek. My parents must have been gone. Um we were playing hide and seek and I hid somewhere and I turned where I was hiding, and all of a sudden I realized I was staring at Christmas presents. I didn't, I mean, it was not intentional. They were <laughs> under a bed, and I was hiding like on the edge of the yes, bed. Yeah. And I rolled over and was like, no. oh, there's my big Christmas present right there, as it turns out. 
Oh, that is too funny. So. Yeah. I, I, I was never happy that I'd looked and I'd found something. So that's what I... I there was a lot of guilt. Oh, there was yeah. a lot of guilt. That's a good lesson is it's like, you know, it never it never paid off to, to snoop around. I always would be sort of disappointed. Right is after. this something that you've you would end up telling your parents or have you taken this to the grave except for to this podcast uh i probably have i probably have never yeah never i think i am admitting for the first time me too let's just leave it between us and thousands of listeners that's right Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh well amy uh there's so much more we could talk about but um the christmas build-up season for people in our profession is also a different busy kind of year because it's the grading season and i think we're both we both have plenty we need to do do right now um that's all the time we have but we're gonna be back yes um to talk about christmas proper Proper. yeah Mm -hmm. um and i'm actually really excited to hear about christmas and especially um a new mexico christmas because like christmas is because like we were talking about with fall Living in Minnesota, you get an idyllic visual Christmas. Yes, and, yes, uh, and you don't get the uh, you don't get the the um, Christmas card in the same way, I presume, in Mexico. But that will have to wait yes. for another time. Um, all I have time for is to tell you that, uh, in the immortal words of Billy Ocean, when the going get tough, the tough get right going over to uh, West Faribault Mall. Flock those trees, friends. Thanks for listening to Latchkey Kids. Email us at channel3900 at gmail.com and subscribe to the Channel 3900 Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.